Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. We often think of God as sitting in heaven, glorious on His throne, and completely oblivious to everything we're going through on earth. But today, Pastor J.D. reminds us that God's not oblivious, and He's not slow. He acts in perfect timing. He waits for those who've yet to know Him. He waits because He loves. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on October 16th, 2022. I want to talk with you today about how Bible prophecy is revving up, so much so that it's the likes of which we've never before seen, nor will ever again see. Now, I realize that saying this in this way can come off somewhat provocative and sensational. That is not my intent. The truth of the matter is, this is the truth. And it's my hope and my prayer, and the Lord knows my heart, that today's update, like all the updates over the years, will have the effect of bringing Jesus to people and people to Jesus. So I want to get started, and I want to draw your attention first to the book of Revelation, the third chapter. I want to read you a letter. This is one of seven letters that Jesus had John write. The year is about 95 AD, and the Apostle John has been banished to the island of Patmos, Uh, about 50 miles off the coast of modern-day Turkey, and Jesus has him write these letters to seven physical churches that were there at the time. And one of those letters was to the church in Philadelphia, and that's the one that I would like for us to look at beginning in verse 7, Revelation 3. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. I know your works, verse 8. See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it. For you have, and I want you to hang on to this for a moment, a little strength, 
have kept my word and have not denied my name. Indeed, verse 9, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet, and to know that I have loved you. Because, verse 10, you have kept my command to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial, same word translated tribulation, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Behold, verse 11, I am coming quickly. That word quickly in the original language of the Greek New Testament is tacos. You're waiting for me to say tacos. I love tacos, but that's not what this is. <laughs> tacos, where we get the English word for our tachometers in our cars. It is a word that signifies and describes a measurement of time, a set time, but that which will lead up to that time. In other words, Jesus is saying, I am coming at a time when things are revving up. So guys, this is a guy thing. Women, you'll just give us a break here for a moment, but you know those tachometers, 6,000, 7,000 RPMs. Can't go too much more because then you, you're going to blow up. But that's the point. Because see, when Jesus says this, He's saying, I'm coming at a time when things blow up, but you're going to go up. Okay, I'm just going to leave that there between you and the Holy Spirit. He's describing what it's going to be like at the time of the end. And then He's encouraging them again, and He says, hold fast what you have, that no one may take your crown. Him who overcomes, verse 12, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will he leave it. I will write on him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my God. And I will also write on him my new name. And then verse 13, it ends as all the letters end. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 24, beginning in verse 3. We affectionately refer to this as the Olivet Discourse. We're told, verse 3, as Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen? Now, they're asking him, in effect, three questions, the first of which is, when will this happen? 
when will what happen? Well, he just got done telling them that that temple that they were just, I mean, so impressed with, so much so that they're pointing it out to Jesus there on the Mount of Olives. And for those of you that have been to Israel, that's the best view. And there's the temple. And depending on the sun shining on it, that gold was just magnificent in its brilliance. And the disciples are pointing it out. And Jesus says to them, well, I get a good look at it, because there's coming a time when not one stone on that temple that you're so impressed with will be upon another. And that prophecy would actually be fulfilled in the year 70 AD. And every single one of those stones, tons, the weight of those stones, tons, they were taken down because of the gold that was in the middle that they wanted to get. The prophecy was fulfilled. So they're asking him, okay, you just got done telling us that this temple is going to be destroyed. There's not going to be one stone upon another. Uh, when's this going to happen? And then they ask two more questions. And by the way, uh, spoiler alert, Jesus does not answer their first question. He does answer their second and third question. What are the second and third questions? What will be the sign of your coming? Question number two. And question number three, of the end of the age. Jesus answered verse four. Watch out that no one deceives you. First and foremost, okay, I'm going to answer your question about what are going to be the signs, what's going to mark the time of the end before I return. And the first sign to watch out for is deception. And he says, verse 5, for many will come in my name, claiming, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. I wish it said some. It says many. Many means many. I know that's deeply profound. Verse 6, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, better understood as threats of wars. But see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation, verse 7, will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. Another very interesting word in the original language of the Greek New Testament. It's the Greek word ethnos from which we get the English word ethnic or ethnicity slash race. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places, in unusual places, different places. And then verse 8, he says, all these are the beginning of birth pains. What do we know to be true about birth pains? They speed up. Can I say rev up? Is that too much of a guy thing? They increase. <laughs> okay, I'm going to leave that one alone just for now. I'll come back to it later. But they increase birth pains 
in frequency and intensity. And here's the thing about birth pains, because I'm such an expert on birth, but I was there for all four of our children's birth. I would just want you to know. I have a great respect for my wife. I was in pain for her. Um, I'm so traumatized by it actually now that I think of it. But anyway, once those birth pains start, you'll forgive me for the way I say this, but that baby's a coming. That baby's coming. Once the birth pains start, we don't know when, but the baby's coming. Could you imagine? The doctor comes into the room, the birth pains have started, said, you know what? Uh, I got a staff meeting. I got a very important, you know, meeting. Uh, I got a lunch appointment that I've already rescheduled. I got to go to that. Can we just hold off and I'll be back? No. The baby is a coming because the birth pains have started. And that's what Jesus is saying. He says, once these birth pains start and they begin to increase in frequency and intensity and start speeding up, I'm coming. I'm coming. He's likening his return and his coming to when the baby comes. And when those birth pains start, the baby is coming. Verse 22 of that same chapter, Matthew 24. Very important verse, by the way. Jesus is speaking. And he says, if those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, speaking of Israel in the tribulation, those days will be shortened. They have to be. Revelation twelve twelve. This is an interesting verse. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe, a curse, to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. Oh, would to God, that as people of God, we would know that we have but a short time. Second Peter chapter 3. I want to begin reading in verse 3, the Apostle Peter by the Holy Spirit writes, first of all, you must understand that in the last days scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, verse 4, where is this coming? He promised. Ever since our fathers died, Everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forget, that's interesting, that long ago by God's word the heavens existed and the earth was formed out of water and by water. By these waters also the world of that time was deluged and destroyed by the same word, verse 7. The present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, 
being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly man. Verse 8, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. So six days to the Lord, 6,000 years for us. So it's been less than a week since He created Adam and Eve. Just to put it into perspective. Because we're talking about timing right now. We're talking about a timeline. We're talking about revving up and speeding up, right? And verse 9, the Lord knows how we think. The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But, verse 10, the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? Answer, you ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and Get this, speed it's coming. Speed it's coming. Wait, what? Well, you're going to have to wait till we get to Second Peter. We're almost done with First Peter. That's, of course, if the rapture doesn't happen first, but we're going to talk about this. What does that mean, to speed his coming? Well, that day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire, and the elements will melt in the heat. Okay, I'm sure you noticed the common denominator with all of these prophecies, and there's others as well, but the common denominator is that they all speak to this revving up, hurrying up, speeding up, leading up to the pre-tribulation rapture. Now here's the question. What are the specific prophecies that rev up and increase in frequency and intensity? What follows, it's not exhaustive, and it's not in any particular order, but it's just a few of these aforementioned prophecies, which we'll go through quickly, tacos, (laughs) as quickly as possible. I don't want to go too quick. Let's start with this first one. Increasing of mockers and scoffers. This is revving up. And you know what's sad? It's not limited to the world. Rather, professing Christians are just as guilty of this. And I'll even take it a step further and 
as lovingly as I possibly can, say that in some ways it would almost seem that professing Christians are even worse when it comes to this mocking and scoffing of the pre-tribulation rapture and the return of the Lord. That's revving up. A worsening weariness of those barely holding on. The intensity of spiritual warfare right now from Satan, who knows that he has a short time, is revving up and off the charts. Why? Because again, he knows his time is short. Number three, this is revving up a quickening of wars and threats of wars. Would you agree that the nations of the world today are without question on the cusp of an all-out war, World War III? How about the nuclear threats? Is that ramping up? Is that revving up? You better believe it is. Here's another one. An accelerating of earthquakes and famines. Now the data on this, <laughs> it really speaks for itself, and it is irrefutable. It is undeniable that there has been a significant increase of major earthquakes and to the prophecy from the mouth of the Savior Himself concerning these earthquakes being in places that you would not normally have an earthquake, especially an earthquake of that magnitude, and especially since we just had one of a major magnitude. You know, over the years I've been studying Bible prophecy for well nigh 40 years and teaching it for about as long. And this is one that I've been tracking. I shouldn't use that word, tracking. That's a horrible word these days. F following. Is that better? Following this particular prophecy. <laughs> and it's so interesting because the USGS, oh, they're basically, well, I've got to be careful. We haven't gone off of... Uh, Hang on to that. We're going to come back to this one. <laughs> it's really interesting. But their own data, their own data proves it without a doubt, not beyond a reasonable doubt. No, no doubt. Unquestionable, unmistakable, irrefutable, exactly as Jesus said. Next one. This is revving up. Intensifying racism and national uprisings. Again, ethnic group rising up against ethnic group, nation rising up against nation, nation invading nation. Well, let's just take racism. One need look no further than to what we know today here in the U.S. as critical race theory. The end of the world is going to happen, and it might be closer than we think. There's much happening in the world around us that ties into the predictions made in the Bible. 
With the number of events occurring, though, it can be difficult to keep up with it all. Pastor J.D. Farag has taken it upon himself to help us out with that. Each week, Pastor J.D. takes an in-depth look at what Scripture has to say about the end times and then pairs them with the current events of the week. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are available for free to you through our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. You'll find them as well on our YouTube channel, and we update them each week to give you the latest information. These messages are useful to us to be able to keep Jesus' ultimate kingdom goal at the front of our minds. Jesus came to earth to offer love and forgiveness to each person. He completed his mission when he died on the cross for our sins and then defeated death by rising again. Jesus has charged each one of us who confess to follow him with a simple task. Go into the world and share the good news of his life. As the end draws even closer, we need to adopt a sense of urgency in getting the word out. We hope you will use these Mideast Bible prophecy updates to draw closer to Jesus, allowing Him to speak through you to the world around you. Once again, you'll find these prophecy updates by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking the link to our YouTube channel. Join us again for Truth from God's Word right here on In Spirit and Truth.